Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
along with the knowledge of the life-healing herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals. Indeed, as our beloved Denise Augustine says, our sacred stories. Remember, you can now book and schedule your tours with Denise and I by visiting www.OurSacredStories.com. I believe she's up and running and ready to go for October 1st. So indeed, for your tours, contact Denise. For all of your spiritual requests, reading requests, ritual requests, contact me at www.HouseOfTheDivinePrince.com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Remembering that I am, I am because my creators are. All powerful, open, receptive to all that operates for my good right now, right here in this very present moment in time space. I can release and let go of those things which impede my progress. I fire the fire that dwells within and consumes all but the truth. And I am indeed truly grateful. We never lose connection with spirit. We never lose connection with ancestors. We never lose connection with the ancestor realms. For indeed, it is just an illusion. Open the door. Open the window. Open your heart. Open your soul. Open your spirit. Allow true spiritual power to dwell within. And indeed, spiritual knowledge and power lies in its efficacy and its ability to produce lasting, reliable, tangible results right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space. The voodoo exists now. The magic exists right now, right now. And there's no weather. There's no human. There's no challenge that gets in between that. Indeed, we are tested. Indeed, we are tested in that in the moment. We are tested to see just how true our spiritual foundation really is, just how legitimate our spiritual foundation is. And it's indeed in those moments when you get in your feelings, get in our emotions, get caught off guard, where who you really are stands up. How do you face a challenge? How do you act? In the moment when you feel you're under pressure, when you feel you're being tested, when your buttons are being pushed. You know, for those of us who survived domestic violence, we've heard that before. Oh, she pushed my button. I I slapped her because she just said the wrong thing to me. No, that's a weak man. That's a weak spirit. That's someone demonstrating their weakness in the face of the challenge. So when things are good, greetings, my cousin, Lakeisha, greetings, beloved. Greetings, Alexis Williams, Leona, greetings, beloved. Thank you for being with us, the Goddess Initiative, my faithful godchild. Thank you, beloved. Tanisha Thomas, greetings, greetings, Kevin Brooks, Nina Lloyd, Mystic Mandy, greetings, greetings. It is indeed in those very moments where who you really are, what you're really working with, has been tested. I watch a lot of reality TV shows, as, as many of you know. And, and I'm not going to call out any particular one or any particular individual, but many are just born into wealth, born into prosperity, born into economy. 
born with a bank account, a savings account, etc. And it's really interesting to me how they respond in the moment when they're challenged, when they're presented with the illusion of a test, a complication. How many of us are too quick to fall back on your flesh, too quick to fall back into carnality, too quick to fall back into immature preschool, elementary school, kindergarten-like spiritual manifestation when you believe you're being tested. I say believe. I say the illusion of. Because those of us who are mature in our spiritual walk, we understand it's often just an illusion. Sometimes what you misinterpret as a problem, as a complication, is the ancestors knocking on your head trying to get your attention, trying to get you to move forward. Move in a direction that's in your best interest. Move away from the problem. So I'm grateful, always as I am, for this Wellness Check Monday. I'm grateful for all of my faithful listeners, all my faithful godchildren, all my faithful clients. And let me say right now before I forget, your window of opportunity is closing. Your window of opportunity is closing. Your window of opportunity is closing. And so if you're still on the fence about whether you want to be my godchild, if you're still on the fence about whether you want to initiate with me, if you're still on the fence about beginning ancestral work and divination with me, your time is running out. Next month, I'm going to start filming on my own reality TV show. I'm not going to have time for new clients. I'm not going to have time for new requests outside of general readings, general requests. But those initiatory processes, if you're not already my godchild, if you're not already in the house, if you're not already in the family, I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to have time. I begin to leak some of that reality to you on the last episode. I'm being a little bit more specific now. Some of you are in my TikTok and in my Instagram, and you've seen me gone from curly to afro to cornrow to long hair just in the last week. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is. Hollywood South is calling. Filming is calling. Continuing to move forward in documentaries, movies, television shows, films, books, products that continue to keep voodoo in its authentic form alive. We, we are moving that forward. So I'm not going to have a whole lot of time for the new complex and complicated requests. I had a client that started work with me, vanished off the radar two years ago, and, and now she shows up in my email. Same problem, same complexity, <laughs> haven't done or addressed none of the whole work. I can't keep doing that. Can't keep doing that. It's not humanly possible for me to keep doing that. I don't have the time to keep doing that. And indeed, my present family, my present godchildren, my present initiative, they don't have time for me to keep disappearing off on these random, you know, trails with those of you who are only looking for quick magic. I can't make it more clear how opposed I am to spell work and quick magic. Look in your dictionary. Spell means temporary. We ain't got time for temporary. People are raising families. People are raising households. People are building communities. 
People are creating businesses and, and entrepreneurial empires. We ain't got time for temporary. We ain't got time for games. We don't have time for shenanigans. And I'm a quick learner, as you know. You know, you only have one time <laughs> to mess up with me. One time. Whether it's a person, whether it's social media, whether it's a system. I'm learning every day how to navigate YouTube. I'm learning every day how to navigate TikTok. I'm learning every day how to navigate these platforms in which many of you like to hide your face and cast rocks. Many of you like to hide your identity and have the most to say. Have you noticed that in in the Instagram, the people who don't follow me, who I don't follow them, who I have no relationship with whatsoever, are typing dissertations in the Instagram responses? (laughs) That's called trying to hijack reputation and presence. I get it. I get it. I don't argue with those folks. It's block, delete, restrict, restrict, block, delete, moving right along. And yes, social media is not a democracy. Are y'all confused? Social media isn't a democracy. This here is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship. I say what I will. I pay the, the subscription on this, on this broadcast. I say what I will. I say what the, what the ancestors would have me to say. I say what God and the, and the Arisha and the Loa and the spirits would have me to say. This is a dictatorship of which I decide what will and will not happen here. And I get confirmation from my family, my blood family, my, my godchildren. I, I get commentary and feedback on everything we post. And it's only their opinion that matters to me. All of you all who are creeping around and lurking in the background and don't have no real profile and don't have no real identity, I don't see you. You're invisible. You have created yourself to be invisible, and therefore you are indeed invisible to me. There's a much bigger plan at work, my family. There's a much bigger plan at work, my children. God always at the head. And there's a much bigger plan at work. The saving of our nation, the saving of our people, the saving of our lineage, the saving of our our communities is much bigger than some of this individual petty nonsense back and forth that you all seek for entertainment in social media. Ain't got time. Ain't got time. And I understand why some of you who are my fans, y'all know what fans mean, <laughs> why y'all are upset in TikTok. I've gained a presence in TikTok without showing any print, without being naked, without putting up any fight videos, without putting up ridiculousness. And, and I already have a presence in almost 60 days, 90 days in TikTok. So know that being authentic, being true, being consistent always wins. Always wins. Don't get confused by what you think you're looking at. Don't, don't get confused by numbers. I've told y'all before, I know people who've written successful books who got 300 followers in social media. I know people who are millionaires, billionaires, in real life, who got 300 followers in social media. They don't care. Too busy doing the work. 
and don't have a lot of time to go back and forth and, and entertain the foolishness the way many of us might do in social media. So I'm really grateful for my consistent family, my consistent participants, my consistent listeners. Y'all are always here no matter what I'm doing, no matter what the schedule is, no matter how long the storm that caused us to lose power and caused us to be absent, y'all are always present. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Y'all check in on me. Some of y'all check in on me more than my blood relatives do. Some of y'all check in on me more than my blood brothers and sisters do. And it's indeed for that I'm truly grateful. I invite those of you who don't have access to your webcam, who don't have access uh, necessarily to your Internet, to listen and enjoy the show by phone at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, <laughs> press that number one on your telephone keypad, and I'll be more than happy to unmute and open your mic. I also have a live chat in the Blog Talk Radio platform. So please, if you have not done so and you are already one of my consistent listeners, participants, and co-hosts, please follow me. Join me in Blog Talk Radio. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. Join as a listener. Join as a co-host, if you will. Start your own audio podcast at blog, B-O-L-G, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen print. That hyphen is a little dash. For those of you who grandma ain't up to park, it's, it's the dash <laughs> that we all, often see in a, in a URL. And, of course, you can follow the StreamYard link wherever you are in social media, and join me here on this platform. Understanding you will be vetted. Uh, There will be no more opening the mic, opening the camera without me knowing uh, who and what might be lurking behind. For I for life, greetings, beloved. We certainly do appreciate you and the blessings. When times are tough, I move deeper into the way. You don't jump off the boat when the seas are rough. I like that, beloved. Trademark that. I, I like that. that. That's who I am. That's who I am. I, I'm a confrontational individual. Okay, if it's a problem, if it's an illusion of a problem, I confront. I come straight at you. I, I ask questions. I, I go through the middle. I, I wasn't taught to go around, to go over, you know, Lord, please move the mountain. Just give me the strength to climb. I'm going straight through the middle. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate that, beloved. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, Thank you, Kevin Brooks. Thank you. Thank you. And, yes, email me, like, immediately. (laughs) Immediately, because the time is running out. Uh, It's already September 27th. uh, And October 1st and on, I'm going to be off and running. It takes a lot to be executive producer of a reality TV show. It takes a whole lot. I most certainly will be looking for characters. 
I most certainly will be looking for participants uh, in the coming days, in the coming weeks, but I will not have time to take on anyone new who I don't already have in the role. You will be able to get readings. That, that I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to, you know, schedule you in for readings, for consultations, et cetera. But initiation, ancestral work and divination, complex services, not going to have time. The house indeed will be open for both the production and my uh, clientele. But as many of you know who have emailed me in the last two years, I have a set of protocols. I call them my COVID protocols for coming into the house. And and that will be in place uh, throughout the coming months and most certainly throughout filming. There will be an opportunity for those of you who are local, who are coming into town to be a part of this production uh, but I need to know you today. I need to know who you are today. We need to be building some kind of relationship today. So I include you in that uh, deadline of October 1st and moving forward. If I don't know you today, don't pretend like you know me two weeks from now when the cameras are rolling, okay? <laughs> it, it'll be too late then, okay? Thank you so much. Um, Kev Vaughn, I hope I'm uh, pronouncing your name right with that accent. Kev Vaughn Anthony, thank you, beloved. I certainly appreciate you. Uh, I certainly appreciate your generation and all the young people who Kevin Brooks, uh, Kev Vaughn Anthony, and many others who are supportive, who share, who click like, who subscribe, who follow, who repost. I don't think anyone reposts as much as Nina Loy. But me and, me and Lena Loy got a, got a special friendship. So I, I appreciate that. But I, I please, and Big Chief Kevin, greetings, beloved, grand risings to you as well. Love that icon. Love that picture. Beautiful suit. Thank you so much, beloved, for being present. I appreciate you. Black Sheep's in the house. Sending love. Mystic Ma- uh, Mandy, thank you, beloved. Uh, you're in a room full of, of black sheep, I believe. Indeed. Uh, greetings, Esmarie. Greetings, beloved. Thank you for your consistency and your presence. I, I'm grateful. I, I just can't say it enough. Um, these people, these consistent co-hosts and participants, you know, are my community, are my family, are my godchildren, are my clients, are my initiatives, my initiates, and, and, and you all hold me together. I appreciate that. There were people in my family who I did not hear from when the power went out <laughs> for almost two weeks here in the city of New Orleans. But almost everyone in this podcast I heard from, either by phone, either by social media, or either by email. And for that, I'm indeed grateful. I also want to say, uh, for those of you who haven't investigated that ring camera system, get that ring <laughs> camera system. Uh, we had some shenanigans here over the weekends. We had an adult party in the neighborhood, and the children decided to have fun and, and run through and ring everybody's doorbell. Uh, and I believe they stole an ornament out of one of my plants um, and probably broke it because it's glass everywhere. Um, so I'm not upset. You know, kids have their fun. But you adults, you all should know better. 
And some of you have seen the video. It's on my Instagram page. Those kids knew exactly what they were looking at. That one little boy knew he was looking into a ring. He said it. Then the girl behind him said, fool, that's a camera. You're being filmed. But somehow adults who are going through uptown, midtown, by water, stealing folks' mail, going in and out of people's yards. It's one black girl who's stealing folks' mail on the regular in mid-city. I almost wish she would come to Treme because I would stop her the first time, the first time. The ring system even has monitors for your mailbox, if you didn't know. You put the monitor in your mailbox, and you put the receiver outside your mailbox, and then there's an extender box that goes inside your house to increase that range. So anytime the mailman opens your box, puts mail in there, it's recorded. Anytime someone comes through and looks into your mailbox, it's recorded. And if you have the ring doorbell or ring stick-up cameras, you can then program them to automatically come on when those motion detectors are activated. So my new toy, my new social media toy is the ring app. Because <laughs> I'm always looking, watching, seeing, listening. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you as well. People stand outside my door and talk and discuss. You know, yeah, we can hear that. And, and for my long-term listeners who remember that tourists were just showing up at my door constantly, consistently, day and night, nonstop, that don't happen anymore. Funny, that don't happen anymore. Because now I can hear you saying, oh, wow, do we have an appointment before you decide to ring that, you know, knock on my door. I think before, they thought, well, I would just test it out, you know, because they didn't think they would be seen. Greetings, Big Chief. Ah, good morning. Good afternoon. What's going on? All is a blessing, beloved. All is a blessing. I know you're busy. (laughs) I I know you're busy. But I'm never too busy for you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Big Chief Kevin is, is one of my loyal, consistent family, friends community member. Even when I'm acting the ass, he still reach out to me. <laughs> Even when I get in my little diva mode, he, he still got my back. And, and I appreciate that. Always, always, always. Any day, every day. I appreciate that. What's going on with you, Big Chief? Uh, actually, I had a big event. Uh, I had a mess that up for me. I was doing a uh, my arts collective, I was supposed to be in uh, Algiers. I had came and changed the plans on that. But I'm really interested in doing this blog thing like you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get all the particulars on that because I got some stuff I need to share with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know, you know me. I, I, you know, I've been a spiritual being my whole life, so that's all I know. Yeah. And I see stuff. But I tell people, and they don't understand what I'm saying. Then when it happened, it comes to fruition. Oh, you said that three years ago. You know, so I'm not saying I'm a clairvoyant or not, but spiritual stuff comes to me. Mm-hmm. And when you share it to folks, they don't, they don't understand it. No. And so, that's one of the reasons I started uh, first doing blog talk radio. Um, so for you and those who are listening who are maybe not necessarily ready to turn your camera on, 
you know, Facebook. You can stream on Facebook. You can stream on Instagram. You can stream almost anywhere now. But, but for those of you who, who just want to sort of paste your way into this, I started with Blog Talk Radio, uh, B-O-L-G, blogtalkradio.com. Um, you can get a free account that will allow you to broadcast, I believe, 30 minutes um, a day. I believe it's 30 minutes a day. Uh, I know they've changed some of the rules, and so now they're actually counting the hours that you broadcast in a week. So let's say you do 30 minutes and you go over 15 minutes every day because they allow you some overtime. Um, They're adding that up, and there is a limit, I believe, on exactly how much uh, they're willing to allow you to broadcast in a free account, but it's most certainly available. Now, what I'm using, um, I believe I'm paying $40 a month. I'm looking for it now. I don't really have it right in front of me. Uh, Let me see. Okay, here we go. Okay, so your free account, you can invite up to two phone callers. You can answer your phone and bring on two other people with you during your session. Um, On live studio session per day is 15 minutes. Your content hours are 30. So 15 minutes a day, two days, um, and you're already at 30. You see what I mean? That that didn't used to be the case. They used to let you... uh, uh, podcast 30 minutes every day unlimited but they've changed that for obvious reasons I'm using the premium silver package $40 a month they have a premium gold package that's $100 a month they have a premium platinum package that's $250 a month but the platform that I'm using allows up to 50 live callers per session I can broadcast live for up to 2 hours per day uh, once that 2 o'clock range comes, we can talk up to 3 o'clock, and it'll go into archives. But they're counting the hours. I can only do 2,000 hours per week on, under, this, under this plan. And all of the shows, all of the broadcasts are then stored in archives. People will then, um, Big Chief, be able to go back to your profile on Block Talk Radio and listen to your show day or night, even if they miss the show. Now, what I'm using now is called StreamYard. StreamYard. S-T-R-E-A-M-Y-A-R-D.com. StreamYard. Uh, Many of you are familiar with it. Um, Some of you have never heard of StreamYard before. StreamYard will allow you to combine Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, uh, your own website page that might allow you to air videos on that page, um, and it will help to make it easier for you to sort of target all of those pages at once. So I don't have to set up a YouTube separately. I don't have to do a uh, Twitter separately. I don't have to do Facebook set separately. It will allow you in the plan that I'm using to add up to five destinations, my Earth Cam page, forward slash the divine prince, my Twitter, the divine prince, my YouTube, Voodoo Thai, and my Facebook profile and my Block Talk Radio Facebook page. Uh, I believe that's also $40 a month. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's $40 a month. There really is no um, limit that I'm aware of. Uh, I could literally broadcast three, four hours, five hours 
using StreamYard if I choose. The only thing about StreamYard is not going to save your podcast. So you then have to uh, link up your YouTube, and then all of those shows will be um, stored. Oh, wait a minute. I, I told a fib. Okay, StreamYard does save your your previous broadcast. I didn't know that. So StreamYard will save your previous broadcast, but YouTube will also save um, your broadcast and add that to your to your page. So in my opinion, that's where you should start, Big Chief, um, with those platforms right there. Um, I would start with a sh- you know a short show, fifteen minutes to thirty minutes. Um, maybe not you, but a lot of people don't realize how difficult it really is to do this, um, to talk, to look into the camera, to pay attention to the chat, um, to check out all the technical stuff that's going on at the same time. It's really a job. And doing just the two-hour show from 12 noon to 2 o'clock in the afternoon literally takes about five hours out of my day. I, I really, Yeah, I really start at 10 a.m., getting ready. Sometimes I start playing music or meditative videos at 11 a.m. just to be ready for the 12 noon. And then if I end the show at 2, which often I do, um, we end up talking for another hour after that. Uh, And then I get a lot of feedback from the listeners. That could end at 5 in the afternoon. So it really does take a big chunk um, out of my day. I, I would say it's well worth it. It's well worth it, particularly if you have um, a business, an LLC, a ministry, uh, an Indian gang, something that you're trying to uh, build and, and continue to build. Uh, it's definitely right. beneficial for that. Well, you see, in, in the, purpose, the purpose of all this is men's health, prostate cancer, diabetes, heart condition. And, and I went on a lot of other shows. But a lot of people still have that cock cables network. The message is only going as far as who has cock cables. Yeah. So now I'm like, look, I'm ready to relax now. I'll be, you know, in a certain age, in a, in a couple of months, I'm ready to sit at home and just do like this. I ain't, I'm not trying to do nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to be honest, the body is not, you know, it's not cooperating all the time. Learn how to sit back and chill. I'll, I'll come visit with you one day, make an appointment, and come sit down. I have the laptop. I have everything I need, Internet. So it's just a matter of, of, of getting it done. I mean, you literally three blocks from me. Actually, three blocks. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't, be a, that wouldn't be a problem. I also welcome you, <clears throat> excuse me, as you're doing today, to, you know, use our platform until, until you get it all together. And so right. if you got a message, if you want to share something, as you did today, just show up. I, I'm never going to uh, block you or prevent you from, from using my platform. Well, I, I appreciate You see, I'm moving that camera. I want nobody to see the suit. I see. So, that, that new suit is uh, something serious. Okay. That's not the new suit I'm looking at. That's the old suit. I'm a quick peep right there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm there. I got it. <laughs> I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to move the camera. Nobody can see it. Yeah, I got it. You, you got it in the right position. I, I got it. Okay, so uh, I got I got another stuff, another suit I want to do. I'm gonna similar to the one you did with the with the uh, the green. 
because I want to make a show suit like that because, you know, you always got to be masked now since COVID stuff. Yeah. Because I got the, the canvas and everything. I just need to, you know, I guess show me how to cut it, but I got everything else over it. Yeah. So basically, that, that's exactly what I'm doing, just trying to, you know, get people to understand we're all a spiritual being. And the God that we serve give us certain messages to give to the people. Now, if the people don't want the message, that's not up to us. Just like yourself. You, you know, they come to you for advice and, and stuff. Or you give them the, the hard, honest truth, what do they do? Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not true. Then, you know, that's that's the whole issue of what was going on. It's the whole issue. And, you know? and I appreciate you, beloved. I talk about um, black masking culture, uh, Black Indian culture, indigenous Aboriginal culture in New Orleans on this show a lot. So this audience is at least familiar with, you know, masking Indian and, and sort of what we do. But while I have you here, I want you to talk about men's health and, and how it relates to what we do. I don't think a lot of people understand it's more than, you know, putting on a suit. Some of y'all think it's a costume. It's not a costume. It's a suit that we put on, you know, two or three times a year, and, and, and it's, that's just it. I don't think they understand, you know, what it told and what preparation it takes, you know, on the body to sit and be 16, 14, 12 hours in a day, to wear a suit that weighs between 50 and 100 pounds, you know, on your head and, and on your body. So I want you, if you can, just talk about men's health, particularly as it relates to what we do and, and what you feel people don't understand about what we do. We make it look easy, but it's really not. Right, right. Well, see, the, the actual suit itself is basically the imagination of the person that's wearing it. You tell a story, and your story is, is the theme of your suit. Some, some stories may take you two years to beat it because of the type of the, uh, intricate detail that's in the suit. You know, and, and back to men's health, a lot of people, and I've seen in the past, where people are do suits, prostate, I mean, uh, breast cancer, or the wife passing away, or the girlfriend passed away, but I never saw nobody do a suit about prostate cancer, or about diabetes, or stuff like that. So when you put to work in a suit, when I did the salute suit, I didn't realize that teal was the color of prostate cancer. I didn't realize that purple was the color for domestic violence. So when a person saw the suit and they broke it down the colors, and I was doing a suit called Good Fight Evil. And when I did that suit, it's a whole bunch of religious symbols that some folks are like, what is that? What is this? Because I'm a spiritual person. I never do a fight scene because I'm, I try not to be violent. So, but the fight now is the diseases of the body. Now, how we get these different diseases in our body is the foods that we eat. And that brings it. If the animal had cancer, you eat that. Nine times out of ten, you're going to get that cancer from that. You know, pesticides and herbicides and all this stuff. We don't clean our food properly. So, you have to prepare your food to eat it. So when we get high blood pressure, we eat too much processed foods. 
and we're not paying attention that rallies and Burger King and all these other folks, uh, Papa John with the pepperoni, that's a processed artificial meat. Once we consume it, we'll never get off medication. You know, just like you talk about uh, meditation and, and get yourself prepared to do your day. A lot of people don't do that. Like right now, I'm totally stressed from something else. I said, well, no, I'm going to concentrate on my son. I'm going to concentrate on some other things and get my mind off of that. Because, you know, the stresses, you know, mm-hmm. from even what you have in a physical ailment, it's going to affect your mental health. So these are the type of things that people are not really understanding the stresses in their lives. <laughs> you know, I'm like if you like Coke or you like Pepsi, and you got diabetes, you defeat the purpose. Even if you don't have diabetes, that that liquid sugar is the worst thing for your body. I mean that. And it, yeah. Right. Anytime it'll melt a nail, it's tearing your insides apart. You know, just like people say, oh, I, I can't drink milk. It's not the milk. It's the lactose that's in the milk. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this artificial sweetener. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we look at products on the shelf, I know I'm not a nutritionist, but I pay attention to what's going on. You look at the product on the shelf, and it's a, some type of artificial sweetener other than sugar, but it's still a sweetener. And it's actually worked for you, you know the new. Absolutely, it's artificial. And and it and it acts the same way. Your it, your body treats it the same way as real sugar, but now you got all the chemical additives that are in the artificial right. sweet. Right, right. Also, Just like flour, you know the the, the bleaching agent that makes it white. Mm-hmm. All these different things is not made white. Cow milk is not naturally white. Wheat is not naturally white. No. Okay. So, so, you know, just because it looks like that, don't, you know, that's just a, a, a false sense of security. That's right. Even your stevia sweetener product. Now, I grow stevia in my yard. I'm going to post a picture of it later. The plant is not white. So how does your stevia substitute end up being white by the time you get it in the store? It's a green plant. So, so why is it now white? I also think it's uh, really important what you said um, about seeing um, our masculine brothers, you know, represent breast cancer, represent domestic violence, often as it relates to women. But we are very open about men's health. Now, now, right. now, I could be wrong. I attribute that to sort of the masculine, macho nature of our culture. You know, you don't want another Indian you know, to know that you maybe you're sick or, or, or you might be going through something. And you're going to correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I, I believe that that has a lot to do with us hiding and concealing, you know, our health. By the time we find out something's wrong, they dead and they plan in the second line. That, that's right. Yeah, and what happened? Yeah. He died. Another guy called me the other day. His brother died. Brother can't spend some time with him. He didn't, he didn't recognize the signs that the brother was really sick. But, it, but then the brother died. See, so the whole issue is we feel worried about making Mardi Gras, but you've been battling an unknown cancer for 10 years, and 
a week before Mardi Gras, you die. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we say Colonel oh, the macho man, and this, that, and other thing. But women will talk about they, they health like it's nothing. They had a thing called a vagina monologue. That was a real big thing at one time. Well, where's the testicle monologue? Men get breast cancer too. Men, where's uh, the men? You know, they, they just don't, they, they don't want to talk about that. And they don't want to talk about yeah. irrational uh, dysfunction. Yeah. They don't want to talk about that, but it's a reason why you have that. You know, they don't want to talk about uh, yeast infection. Oh, men don't get that why they don't. They absolutely it's do. It's medication is going to, then you take medicine you can't mix together. And you get so it in your mouth. Yeah, you can get it from all the, yeah. yeah. It's, it's transforming just like this COVID-19. Once it, it, it's there, it's there. And it's a funny thing how people don't talk about herpes anymore. They don't talk about syphilis anymore. They don't talk, but, the, but they'll talk about the present illness, but they don't talk about HIV anymore. They, they don't really talk about that anymore. They talk about COVID-19 or whatever, whatever yeah. is happening now. Like, like HIV went away all of a sudden. Yeah, that's right. But it's like heart, heart condition. Or they're not concerned about you going to the hospital for a heart attack. As long as you got, we worried about if you got COVID-19 and you've been vaccinated. You know, or we're not talking about you've been in the house for two years. And you normally was an extrovert, now you're introvert. That, that, that pays a toll on your mental health. And your physical health. Right, absolutely. So if you constantly in the house, you don't have nothing, no human interaction. You don't have nowhere to go. Everything's closed. And you may tell me you're going to sit in the house. One or two things going to happen. You're going to eat yourself to death or you're going to go clean crazy. And they wonder why people come from an institution for serving that many years and come out and they're crazy. You know, because they force us into asylum, <laughs> pretty much. I agree with uh, Kevin Anthony. You know, the pharmaceutical companies and the idea that we can just pop a pill for everything. And particularly the generations uh, who were born after television, uh, from the 1950s on. You know, I-, I think once you get a pill, once you get a cream for it, you know, what- once there's a treatment for it, uh, like Big Chief said, people act like it's gone, and, and then it goes into hiding, and, and then people can mask that particular symptom, while other symptoms, like you said, the COVID or something that's more present and more immediate, you know, we go at each other's throats in social media about that, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm burnt on, out on that as well, to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated, to be educated or, or to be woefully ignorant. I'm just burnt out on that red, blue, retrumplican sort of dynamic that has been introduced into our society. Uh, and my fear is that, that that's going to be with us for a few more years. That, that's going well, to be absolutely. with us. Yeah. Just, just like, just like the, the, the quote-unquote government kept saying, oh, we're going to get a stimulus check. We'll get a stimulus check. We'll get, a, we'll get you this. We'll get you that. But it never happened. Right? And you still get people getting evicted out of their homes. 
you still get people applying for benefits from a stone, right? That happened last month that never got any benefits yet, and it's almost a month later. Yeah, Kevin Brooks says that he uh, just just recently tried to use his health card to pay for his OTC drugs. An item for women was covered, but there wasn't anything available to cover it for men. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Well, even in the biblical day, the men didn't have any value. They didn't have any value. And, and quote, unquote, the powers that be at that time made a lot of the men unique. The women was the one who had the value because they could reproduce. So present day now, what are they doing? The same thing. You know, so it's sad. Then some medications you can't take with another medication. Yeah. And Craig Burns, who's in the uh, in UK, Big Chief, he says there's no sense in providing a cure if you want to make money. Right. So these pharmaceutical companies aren't interested in you learning better men's health. They aren't interested in you eating correctly, eating properly, growing your own food, you know, knowing what plants, you know, are, are available to you without having to go to the drugstore. You know, one right. of my favorite plants in our neighborhood is those purple heart wandering juice. You see it everywhere. You see it in the ground. You see it coming up out of the sidewalk. You see it in planters. And, and some one of my, my uh, godchildren asked me, why do you think that is? I said, because our ancestors knew what was usable. They knew what was edible. The wandering Jew plant, that purple heart wandering Jew plant, is edible from the flower to the root. A lot of people don't know that. And if you look it up, it's good for things like Alzheimer's, mental health, right. mental clarity. But, but we treat it like a weed. And we'll, and we'll right. spray herbicide on it and, and get rid of it. You know, I harvest it. Anytime I see it, and it's fully developed, I pull the whole thing up from the roots, and I bring it in the house. And let me tell you something else, Big Chief, that's magical about that Purple Heart Wandering Juice. It will stay alive for months out of the ground. I can lay it on a white plate and put it in my shrine room. It'll stay alive for months. For months with no, with no explanation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's a great and, plant. But, yeah, it, it's just like uh, ginger. Yeah. For your digestion. A lot of people, my battery going to go down. I got so excited, I didn't charge the phone. Okay. But, but uh, a lot of the stuff that we're we not realizing is good for our health. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I appreciate it. I saw you was on. I said, well, let me see how I get on here. And just touch on some of this stuff because we are killing our own self. Like we commit our own suicide. That's and it's really sad and ridiculous. That's that, exactly I mean, I was, I was I was almost 360 pounds, I think, when, when you and I met. I was a big guy. But it took for me to realize I'm going to be big daddy or I'm going to correct myself and, and, and live long. And you got to live for your children and your grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. But be the example. But if you save one by just a message, a portion of your life living is, is not in vain. Yeah. You know, the things that we do from birth to death, 
What are we doing in between that space? Are we just living in the world and just let the world pass us by? Or are we making a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I did the peace walk a couple of months ago. I was supposed to go to a meeting tonight about the same thing. But whatever happened, happened. You know, but the but the harsh reality is the message, getting a message. And a lot of brothers, oh, maybe they, no, they're not going to put their finger and do me that. Well, there's a blood test they can do. But if you never get to the doctor, you ain't going to know whatever your problem. Yeah. It's a blood you know, test you do. It's an elimination test that you do in a cup. And send that there you go. Yeah, it, it's all kind of ways to have it have it done, just get it done. Yeah, and that, and that's the whole message of it all. So I see you, you, you're doing some kind of production. What kind of production are you doing? I'm doing a reality TV show. All right. Of all which right. I will be the executive director. All so, right, I'm going to walk them three blocks and see what's going on. Yeah, you, you already got a position. <laughs> <laughs> you already got a role. Right. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. Of course, there'll be some paperwork. I'm going to need you to sign your contract. Your non-disclosure, you know that kind of thing. But yeah, all yeah. Of, all of my intimate friends, family, community circle, all of y'all already got a role on this show. Um, okay. I, I just can't talk about it a whole lot for obvious reasons. Well, I understand. People are trying to sabotage. People are trying, you know, hurt it. So I got to keep it close to chest for now. But we literally start filming um, in October. And we're gonna film, yeah, we're gonna film right from this neighborhood. So if you when I tell you, I tell you to do due to my schedule, send me a uh, I guess an itinerary Absolutely. so I can present it. Even even if I'm not in that particular set or type, I could still you know support it whatever way. We appreciate you, Big Chief. We we got you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You and I have had too many private conversations. So you you know what I'm saying, even if I'm not saying it. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I got you. But you, but I, I, you in. I, I got about a dozen people that are already in. They don't even know they in yet. Right. But I know they're not going to have a problem doing the show. Uh, even right. Juan, even Juan LaFonce is going to be with us. Um, but he all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, Juan is good people. So I'm yeah, I met him a couple of times. It's going to be exciting. Well, if you're involved in it, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, a production. Oh yeah. Because you was you was involved with that uh Michael Jackson thing, right? The uh the thriller. I, I used, yeah, I used to do the thriller flash mob um right. at City Hall until the competition got to be too aggressive. Yeah. So so I had to it's move not, so I had to move on to bigger things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you look, put, you I got, put some, me in I, got some, I got something we don't talk about. Okay. That it, as a matter of fact, I'm waiting for the uh, to go to the powwow in November because I got a big, big. I, I messed my other production that I had a big event for September the 18th. The song came, kind of kicked it out of the pocket. Yeah. But but it's all good. It's I got good. some other stuffs in the works with some music and doing some other stuff. But we're going to chat offline. We're going to tell everybody everything over here. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming by. I'm most grateful. And please feel free to come on and discuss uh, men's health and wellness, masking culture, you know, whatever you feel like, uh, whenever you want. 
Not a problem. Let me let me go get this day started. All is a blessing. Yeah. Peace and love to you and your viewers. Thank we'll you talk God. later. All is a blessing. Peace. All right, brother. I appreciate my community. I appreciate my family. I appreciate my my friends. Indeed. Um, I've been saying this since 2008. You can't do this by yourself. You can't. There's no such thing as the isolated, individual, lonely practitioner in in ATR. It's just not. You got to have elders. You have to have brothers and sisters. You have to have a community. You you have to have people who specialize in something, whether it's the music, whether it's the the clothing, whether it's the food, whether it's the ceremony. You got to have community. Uh, to do this. So I'm grateful for Big Chief Kevin. We, we've been friends and family a very long time. And uh, when I first started masking Indian, uh, he was right there, right there. Uh, we've been masking, I believe, about the same length of time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we know a lot of the same people. We've, we've learned a lot of the hard lessons together <laughs> at the same time. And still we rise. In this 2021, we're still here. We're still present. And so I'm, I'm grateful for him and him coming in and sharing that. Uh, that's a real big issue, Kevin Brooks, uh, Kevon Anthony. Uh, there's not a whole lot of attention given to men's health. And for all my beloved sisters and mothers and queens and goddesses listening, make your man get up. Get him up. Make sure he's paying attention to his health. Make sure he's making his appointments. Even the dentist, some of you, uh, you know, oh, I don't have dental insurance. And you keep rolling. Some of my best friends work, got great jobs, don't have dental insurance, and haven't seen a dentist in five, ten years. And plaque in your teeth can absolutely kill the body. Often the plaque that ends up in your heart originates from your teeth. So dental work is also a major, major part of health care and wellness. So make sure your children, your husband, your, your man-child, make sure that these boys get seen by a doctor, seen by professionals. Make sure you're, you know, you're feeding them. Often the women control what, what is eaten in the house. Often the women control what's cooked in the house. Not always, but often. And so you have an opportunity to introduce change, introduce wellness, introduce healthier options into your family. And and the younger you start, the more likely they are to hold on and capture those ideas and then carry them into their adulthood. I know we were very limited in what we were allowed to eat in the house that I grew up in. Very limited. Red dye, absolutely not. I didn't know what Kool-Aid was until I was 30 years old. And, and, and only had it once or twice then. But, but, you know, once you get grown, you say, oh, I'm going to eat this, and I'm going to eat that, and I'm going to try a little of this. But if your parents really raised you well and fed you well, ultimately you'll digress back to what's healthy. You know, you go to college, you eat a few pizzas, you know, but then you, but then you graduate and you move on and you move forward and, and you eat healthier food items. It's also no mistake that eating healthy costs more. It's no mistake that healthier food costs more. 
why is it you can go to the fast food place and get, you know, two meals for five dollars? And, and when you count the calories, you're really getting like four meals for five dollars. You know, just just in calories. But your fruit, your apples, your oranges, your plum, your dragon fruit, your strawberries, your kale, yeah, they're gonna make you pay for that. It's a reason Whole Foods cost a little bit more. Now, listen, I understand some of that is a trap. Even at Whole Foods, some of that is a trap. You have to read those labels. You have to pay attention to what you're buying. But, yeah, they're going to offer a greater degree of organic and and healthier food choices, and you're going to pay a little bit more. Denise Augustine calls them whole checks. She don't say Whole Foods. She say Whole Check <laughs> when she mentions uh, Whole Foods. But there are other options, especially for those of us who live in the South. Farmers markets. Find out where the farmers markets are in your community. Find out where the farmers are in your community. Some of us live in, in, in cities like New Orleans, like Atlanta, like Mobile, you know, like Gulfport. You, you less than, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minute drive from the rural area, from a farm, from a farmer, from a, a, a market. So check those out as alternatives to just the, the big box store. Uh, community gardens. Community gardens gained a, a degree of popularity early on in the pandemic. But many of us, our neighborhood, we've had at least three community gardens within this neighborhood since I moved to Tremaine. And, and that's not counting my own yard. So do a little research, have a little fun, get your children involved, learn how to grow food, learn how to find food, learn how to harvest food, and indeed learn how to access those um, uh, vendors and, and, and mom and pops with the pickup truck on the side of the road, you know, who got the cantaloupe or the watermelon or the greens, you know, the sweet potatoes, you know, whatever that might be. Um, somehow we feel it's got a brand name on it that's somehow more trustworthy. I, I never believed that. <laughs> you know, I've never gotten sick off of eating produce off, off of a truck. Uh, once upon a time, we had a, a, a Latin man, I, I don't know what happened to him, who was set up right where the parks are on Napoleon Avenue between uh, Claiborne, uh, not, not quite down to uh, St. Charles, but I, I want to say maybe Six blocks going towards the river off of Claiborne, that area right there, there's a park on both sides of the road. And he would set his truck up, white truck, right there. And, man, he would have fruit and vegetables and roots like turmeric and and ginger. And and I always shopped with him. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. You know, I got a bag of of bagged, prepared salad from a big box store. Uh, just recently, it was delivered. Uh, it was expired by one day. By one day. So you can't assume that it's because it's coming out of the, the, the brand name or the big box stores that somehow you're eating healthy, sometimes how you're eating clean, you know, and, and you don't trust the old man on the side of the highway, you know, with a truck full of rutabaga, you know, root vegetables or, or whatnot. Uh, the dentist is expensive, uh, Daniel. Um, uh, I don't know if that's a misspell or if that's correct. Uh, Daniel Sleva. 
yeah, dentists can be expensive everywhere. And, and some people who do have access to food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, you might even be able to access, you know, a dentist for free oh, with a very low copay. But, um, yeah, I understand. Now, I don't necessarily support going to the border. <laughs> going to Mexico and having it done, I, I, I've never done that, but I've heard some stories. But, yeah, you got to do what you have to do, Daniel. You really do. Um, your dental health can absolutely affect your heart health, uh, your blood health, and, and, and other aspects um, of your body. Yes, S. Marie, healthy food is expensive. It can be. It's part of the trick. It can be. Um, why processed fake food is so economical is because there's not a whole lot of food in it. You know, it's a whole lot of chemical processed stuff going on in it. So I appreciate that. Farmer's markets. She says she goes to the farmer's markets with her boys every Saturday. That's a wonderful experience, the Goddess Initiative. Yes. Yes. And make sure they know where their food comes from and, and how to grow some of that food. Uh, if you're getting produce that you can't, you know, top off and, and plant in your yard and, and regrow it, it's not real. It's hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's been uh, processed, uh, formulated to stay green, to stay healthier looking. Uh, a lot of the fruit you're getting is not real. Uh, they, they don't want your apples to go brown too soon. They don't want your oranges to go bad too soon. So they look orange and pretty. You know, I, I've tested it for weeks. I've got oranges on Oshun that are rock hard, but look just as fresh as you got them out of the store yesterday. So you got to read the labels. You got to know where your food is coming from. You got to know how your food is being produced. It might sound like a lot of work, some of y'all think, you know, authentic spiritual practice is a lot of work, <laughs> you know, but it's well worth it and in terms of your mind, your body, your spirit, your family, your children, your, your overall output moving forward. Yeah, I've heard of that, um, Craig Burns. I've also seen some scary stuff in India. Uh, I've seen, you know, dental work being done on the street in India. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Um, Daniel, if you, if you will, you seem open to it because you're posting it publicly. Um, I don't support multivitamins. I don't. And let me be clear. I, I take a gummy. I take a multivitamin gummy every single day. Uh, but I don't necessarily support multivitamins. Um, again, you're getting uh, powdered down rocks, minerals, fish bones, uh, you know, artificial stuff often in, in your multivitamins. Uh, my doctor, my nutritionist, my healthcare professionals suggest getting your uh, nutrients from food, from food. And, and I get supplementing. So if you're eating, you know, 80%, 75% produce, you know, maybe a little bit of protein, you know, nuts, you know, and other things. And then you're taking, you know, liquid multivitamins, gummy multivitamins. But those rock multivitamins do not digest well in the human body. They do not digest well. 
you're often not even getting the fullness of what you think you're getting from those rock vitamins. So, you know, if, if you will, and maybe you already are, uh, look at the liquid vitamins. Look at the gel or gummy vitamins, if indeed you still require um, multivitamins. And again, I'm not a hypocrite. I, I take a multivitamin. I, I take the gummy, but I'm not, I don't depend on it in terms of getting that extra. Um, I, I most certainly am, am a little bit more creative in my uh, food selection. You know, uh, exotic fruits and produce and vegetables. You know, a variety of nuts and grains, you know, and, and roots. I do take uh, turmeric almost every day. Uh, sometimes I just chew the root. Sometimes I throw it in the blender. Sometimes I cook it, you know, into my greens or beans or, or whatever else I might be, you know, eating on. Yeah, but even, uh, yeah, do some research on it, Daniel. Even... Um, Taking those rock-hard multivitamins with a meal uh, does not help all that to break down. And, and listen, I'm not being dramatic. I'm being very specific. You're really getting ground-up rocks, minerals in nature. So you're getting ground-up rocks, ground-up fish bone matter. Uh, that's often also in, in your quote-unquote multivitamins. So... Be careful with that. Um, eat like a Mediterranean. Like a Mediterranean. Yeah. Uh, Craig Burns said some vitamins need a combination of chemicals to be digested. Yeah. And they add that into the multivitamin. So I, I don't support, um, you know, the old school, you know, rock hard. Y'all know what I'm talking about, vitamins. Um, I'm a little bit more open to liquid vitamins, gel vitamins, gummy vitamins. And even the gummies, you got to read the labels. You got to read the ingredients. You got to know what's being uh, put in there. So, there, yeah, there's a definite need for food and real food to ensure that we are, in, you know, getting all the nutrients that we need. Uh, I'm not sure how the Amish eat, to be quite honest. I'm really not, but but I am familiar with the Mediterranean diet. I am familiar with the Asian diet. Uh, even the Africans, they, they tend to be greatly fruit, vegetable, and produce-based. They might eat a little meat, a little protein, you know, especially on special occasions. Um, of course, your nuts your roots, your herbs, you know, all of that variety, you know. You know, you find that everywhere, really, except America. It is only in America for the most part. And we're seeing it in other countries now, but that is because they have become westernized. So you're now finding, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Popeye's, McDonald's in Japan, Hong Kong, you know, India, you're finding that in other places. And, and so people say, oh, well, I'm eating like the Americans. I'm eating West. You know, I can't wait to have, you know, Big Mac and, and French fries, you know. And we start seeing our um, brothers and sisters who are coming in from other countries 
who are now developing Western health complications, gout, obesity, heart problems, sugar level problems, diabetes, etc. things that did not exist in large numbers within the confines of their country. Uh, I am also a little bit familiar with India, um, Craig Burns. I know they got a problem with sugar, and it has a lot to do with religion. They make all these really intricate and, and beautiful, you know, cakes and candies and, and sweets uh, that they offer to the deities, that they offer uh, in the temples and, and to the gods. And, of course, it has become a part of cultural rituals. Someone comes in and you offer them tea and, and sweets, you know, tea and, and, and candy. Uh, so I, I worked in the French Quarter a few years back, uh, and one of the co-owners was from India who had to bring his parents over to America to see a doctor, to have medical care. Uh, and he, his, his diabetes was something like 600, 700, you know, when they got him, you know, to this country. So, yeah, we, we are aware that other countries are, are developing Western-like food habits, uh, which aren't good, and, and are really designed to kill us. You know, that sounds dramatic, but, but they're designed to kill us, kill us, kill us, or keep us codependent on the pharmaceutical industry, uh, which ultimately will kill you. So we've got to have real food. Uh, I love spicy food, Daniel. Yes, spicy food can be healthy. Absolutely. Uh, I eat a lot of black pepper. In fact, I don't eat turmeric ever without black pepper. Uh, I grow my own cayenne pepper, my own hot pepper, so I eat that a lot. Uh, I store it in, in vinegar often. Uh, sometimes I dry it out and, 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 bring, and grate it down, uh, but I also store it in vinegar. So I have some of the best hot sauce in New Orleans, <laughs> or so I've told. Uh, I never considered it hot sauce until one of my visitors came in and told me that that's really what I was making. Uh, they said, do you have any hot sauce? I said, oh, no, I don't buy barbecue sauce and ketchup and, oh, all that stuff will kill you. I don't buy ketchup, hot sauce, mayo, salad dressings. I, I don't buy that stuff. Um, but I said, oh, but I got this bottle of hot peppers, you know, that I've been steeping, you know, since earlier in the year. And, and they put that on their on food, and they were just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> they said, this is hot sauce, my brother. You just need to put this in a blender. <laughs> And throw a few tomatoes in there with it. So, yeah, I enjoy growing my own food. I enjoy harvesting my own food. I enjoy collecting, uh, you know, food naturally from out in in nature. You know, I know where all the food is in my neighborhood. I know where every plantain tree is, where every banana tree is, where every coconut tree is. I know where the date palms are in New Orleans. I know where the kumquats are. I know where the grapefruit trees are. I know where the orange trees are. I know where the papaya trees are. This is all in New Orleans now. This is all in New Orleans. And don't y'all go violating people's yards and people's properties. Okay. But, yeah, you can find all of that, all of that in New Orleans. So I appreciate any discussion about health, wellness, food, uh, I've often said you really can't do a voodoo show, a spirituality show, without covering this topic. 
uh, I know some of you want to separate what you eat from, you know, your praise in Oshun. You can't. You really can't. And if you are, you know, authentically initiated, uh, there are certain foods, depending on the deities that, <clears throat> that you're working with, are taboo to you that you are not allowed to eat. Uh, for instance, you know, when, when you're doing certain things with Oshun, you can't touch a pumpkin, a gourd, you know, a, a, a squash when you're doing certain ritual work. Uh, certain spirits don't allow you to eat pork at all. Certain spirits don't allow you to eat meat at all. Certain spirits only allow you to eat certain types of meat, you know, during specific seasons when we're talking about these Loa and these Arisha. And so that's why I make such a big deal about the Arisha romance that we've developed in the Western world, where we appropriate these deities, these practices, and these traditions without fully understanding that this is a lifestyle. This is more than just, I want to borrow your ancestors and, and Oshun to bring my man back, to bring my lover back, and you think you're not going to have a lifestyle change. I'm here to wake you up, boo. You start calling on Baron Samdi and Lake by you're going to have a lifestyle change. Not just your ritual. You're going to have a lifestyle change. And they're going to demand it. They are going to demand it. It's, it's built into the nature of, of these traditions. Voodoo is nature. Voodoo is nature. So the idea that we can harm the water, harm the ground, harm the vegetation, and that not harm us, is, is a foolish Western notion. We eat the same things. We eliminate back into nature. So what's being eliminated back into nature shows up again in nature. We, we have a problem now with mycoplastic in your fish, in your seafood. We have a problem now with oil spills and, and, and natural gas pipeline breaks into your water supply. And you say, oh, well, that happened in, you know, Montana. That happened in Arizona. But that groundwater runs through the Midwest, beloved. It runs through those, those farmlands of grain and wheat and, and barley and, 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 and soybeans. We are absolutely affected. If you throw your cigarette butt into the river in New York City, it's certainly going to affect me in New Orleans. It's certainly going to affect my brothers and sisters in California. So we've got to be careful about claiming nature, claiming voodoo, claiming ifa, and not showing due respect to nature, not acting accordingly and in balance within nature, not living in harmony, indeed, with nature. Uh, Kevon Anthony, um, I don't know what you mean, on the air. Am I missing something? That's not a complete sentence. Help me out, beloved. If that's a question or a comment, uh, help me out. And thank you for those who are listening at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. I'm certainly grateful for you and yours. If you indeed have a question, comment, or request, just press that number one on your telephone keypad. And I will be most certainly um, honored to open uh, your mic. 
Uh, Keith, if you are listening and you just called me, um, yeah, do you know why I didn't answer the phone? <laughs> and my voicemail is very clear about going to my website. Uh, that's another one of my pet peeves, by the way. Uh, people who call and call and call and call back to back to back to back. I am less likely to help you, if at all. One, you don't even acknowledge my simple pro call. Two, you don't respect that I might very well be in consultation ceremony with the next person, but you call back to back to back. Three, I can't respect anybody who don't respect me. And my answering machine is very specific. Hello, beloved. Do you have an appointment with me? I only accept appointments at Divine Prince. D-I-V-I-N-E-P-R-I-N-C-E at houseofthedivineprince.com. All is a blessing. That's my voicemail. So when you then call back, and, and, and by the way, I'm not hearing you. I've got Haya on my phone, H-I-Y-A. So your calls are going into the cloud. I'm not even hearing you. I'm not even seeing you. My children, my godchildren, my community, my friends, their name is locked in my phone. So I see them. I know who they are. So please acknowledge my protocol. Acknowledge my voicemail. Acknowledge my rules. Greetings, beloved. How can I assist you? Okay, I'm in the middle of a broadcast right now, so I will bring you another card, but it's going to take me like two or three minutes. My website is on the door. You are welcome to uh, write that down or take a photograph and, and follow that. Um, but I'm on my way to the door. Give me a moment. Yes, 
Absolutely, yeah. All the plastic, all the artificial stuff, all the waste has to go somewhere. We only have one planet. You heard me teach quantum metaphysics on this show. All the energy that exists in the world was created at the Big Bang. It won't be repl- It just is what it is, and so it's recycled. So everything we give into nature comes back to us. Everything nature gives us, we, we give it back at some point. So we've got to, you know, you know, out of fear of sounding like the Greenpeace people, which I, you know, I support, we've got to take a completely different attitude about what we eat, uh, what we do with our, our waste. I probably throw out the least amount of trash on my block. Often when the trash people come through twice a week, I don't have any trash. Anything that's produce, vegetative, I don't throw that in the trash. Uh, in the event that I have fish, seafood, meat, I don't throw that in the trash. I don't throw that in the trash. I put it in, in the yard, I put it in the garden, or I bury it in the ground. And we have, you know, part of our community uh, rodent system in New Orleans is most neighborhoods have cats. Most neighborhoods in New Orleans have cats. I probably have eight cats that live between my house and, and the next house uh, to the right of me. Uh, a, a young woman comes by and feeds the cats every night. About 7 o'clock she feeds the cats. But those cats will eat, you know, what I put out there in the event that I put something out there. And they aren't problematic. They don't leave waste any everywhere. You know, I keep plenty of coffee grounds and uh, uh, pepper in my yard and in my garden. So they don't play around in my garden. They don't get in my potted plants. You know, sometimes a new cat will show up and will feel comfortable. So I'll go and stick a jagged brick in the middle of my, my potted plant or my potted tree, and they don't fool with it anymore. Um, so they, they're here to do their job. They're here to do their job. I even had to have conversation with the young woman about overfeeding the neighborhood cats. You keep giving those cats commercial food, they're not going to do their job, which is to keep the opossum and the raccoons, you know, and, and the rodents uh, from, from overpopulating, you know, in the in the residential areas. That's the whole point. So, um, yeah, we have a great relationship with nature uh, in, in this community and, and on this block. Greetings, Jaylen. I appreciate you. Hey, fitness girl, I haven't seen you in a moment. Hola, como esta, beloved? Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being a continued listener and participant of Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. All is truly and, and indeed a blessing. I'm sure many of you noticed I kept looking at the phone and pulling up the phone uh, even during the broadcast because I, I got to keep an eye out. Uh, people are doing all kind of crazy stuff, you know, right now, as Craig Burns mentioned. Stealing people's mail, stealing people's packages is an epidemic. Going into people's yards, you know, many of our addicts and our criminally minded and and even the homeless, you know, have suffered greatly under the two years of pandemic shutdown. You can't go in and panhandle in the French Quarter. Not enough tourists for them. 
you know, they're not being able to access, you know, resources that they've normally been able to access. And so now they're crossing bounds. They're crossing lines. You know, they're stealing people's mail. They're stealing people's UPS and, and people's Amazon. So I'm often watching day and night uh, the camera. I had a nice little glass uh, globe. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's encased in chicken wire. It's a, a decorative thing that you find, you know, in gardens, in yards. Somebody decided that they needed that. Uh, and it might have been children. I, I haven't had time. I didn't discover it until right before the show. So I haven't had time to go through my my video archive. Uh, but there's a bunch of glass out there on the ground. They most certainly uh, broke something right near this plant, this cactus plant. So, um, you know, if it was children or, or whomever, they probably still picking cactus needles out of their arm, out of their hand. Uh, for having gone in, in there to get it. But uh, if you haven't gotten it already, I support you in getting uh, the rain system. I know my cousin was here just a moment ago. Uh, Debbie, yeah, she said she loved hers as well. Yeah, it's it's very entertaining. It's, it makes you feel a little bit more secure. You can have friends and family uh, looking out for you who don't even live in your state. Uh, my mom is in Mississippi. My sister and cousin are in Missouri somewhere. I got relatives in D.C. and and California who all can see what's going on right now. (laughs) They can see all through this room. They can see all outside the house. Yeah. So it's a good good investment. Fitness Girl asks, how do you think the vibration and frequency of the earth has changed? Um, It has changed greatly, and, and that's a great question. I know during 2022, by way of satellites and science, you know, and other scientific measures, they were clear that pollution had subsided to a great degree. I I believe the number was 50%. Um, Global warming had subsided to a great degree because we weren't leaving our house. People weren't driving their their cars every day and and polluting. Uh, Trucks weren't rolling. You know, factories weren't putting out pollutants the way we've been doing for the last 80 years. Now, the most recent report is that that's that's beginning to roll back. As people gain a a greater sense of freedom, they don't feel quite as confined and restricted for whatever reason by the COVID. That chemical pollutant level is now beginning to rise again. I most certainly think the Earth's frequency is not only responding to that, but will also continue to respond directly to us in terms of that behavior. So I am seeing more mental health. I am seeing mental health out of balance. Mental health is good. Mental health that's not in balance. Mental health that needs some assistance. I'm seeing more of that. Uh, if I see one more black woman get on television, reality show, and beg for the attention of some no good man, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm seeing more of that. And, and among celebrities, among successful people, look at what's happening right now with uh, Wendy Williams. L- look at what's happening right now um, 
with the beloved sister, um, what's her name, who went missing for a while. And, 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 and now she's back, but she's, you know, now having to tell her story because everybody's talking about her story. Um, help me out, y'all. What's her name? I'm on YouTube and I can't even find it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Y'all know who I'm talking uh, Kelly, Kelly Price, Kelly Price, Kelly Price. Um, We're seeing more. We're seeing more. Um, Oh, my beloved DeBrat. Love DeBrat. But she, you know, she's under a lot of pressure right now um, with all that's going on in her world. Um, Her and Nikki Gilbert are having some kind of exchange. It's just so much. It's so much. But at the same time, you know, 50 Cent is admitting that he lied in some of his songs. You know, some of the, our celebrities and and uh, public faces are beginning to step up and stand in their truth, are, are beginning to admit that they need a little help, they need a little assistance, they, they've done therapy, they, they've gotten involved in spirituality and religion. So I think it's, have, it's, it's having uh, a dual effect. The frequencies, fitness, fitness girls, some of us are, are elevating, are growing, are becoming more spiritual, more magical, more mature. And then others are just bending under the pressure of, of what's happening, you know, in the world. Yes, I believe the crime will continue to rise. I believe the uh, gulf between the haves and the have-nots continues to grow. So, yeah, we will continue to see crime. Um, I, I, I'm on next door. Um, I've been in a bit of a a tussle with some of my white neighbors who, you know, swear they've never seen a police shooting at a gas station before. Oh, that's just so unheard of, and that's never happened here. And that's just, you know, yeah, you're in denial. You know, you have the privilege of being entitled and, and not being exposed to, you know. And then there's those of you who swear you don't watch the news, swear you don't pay attention. You know, so so how dare you say <laughs> you never seen somebody pull out a gun in a gas station before? This this is an actual re- recent event, by the way. Uh, the, the, the 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 wife was in a store acting a fool. She leaves the store. The husband comes into the store with a gun. He's acting a fool. Finally, the store owner pulls out a gun. You know, he's acting a fool. No one got shot. You know, crazy ancestors. There there was no shootout, but everybody had a gun. And it made its way to next door, as it often does. And let me say, and if you're in 70116 and the shoe fits you, so be it. There are many people on next door, in social media, period, who do not have a life. Social media is their life. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is their social life, is their friend, is their acquaintance. They don't have a life outside of that. And the people that I'm speaking to specifically often have the most to say, the most lengthy comments. You know, they, they, they can't say, yes, I agree. They have to type a dissertation and tell you their life story from, from birth to the present. You know, and next door is a good site where they show up at. They always know everything. They always, you know, are the most, uh, experience. They, you know, they, they're always throwing out degrees. 
uh, oh, well, I have a, a criminal justice degree and blah, blah, blah. And, and so that entitles me to say that, you know, I've never seen such a thing in, in, in New Orleans. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. People acting a fool in every major city in America. People acting a fool in every small town in America. Americans own and possess more guns than any other nation in the world. So when Miss Karen, yeah, I'm calling you Karen, 70116, when Miss Karen shows, oh, I've never seen such a thing, New Orleans is going into the toilet, Louisiana is somehow worse than any other state in the nation, you ignorant, and you ain't never been nowhere. And then she tried to say she's lived in L.A., she's lived in Chicago, she's lived in New Orleans and never seen such a thing. Girlfriend, I've lived in all of those cities, and I've seen it more than once. Have you ever heard of Latasha Harlan? Harlan, H-A-R-L-I-N. Young people, look that up. Got shot in the face in California over a, a supposed stolen bottle of orange juice. So it's the height of entitlement when Miss Karen shows up in next door. Oh, my God. New Orleans is just, oh, my God. And the cry of girlfriend, I've never been more safer in my life than what I feel in New Orleans. Never. 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 In Chicago, New York, L.A., I had to lock all my doors. Seven volts. You know, eight volts. Push a piece of furniture up to it. She named L.A., New York, Chicago as somehow safer than New Orleans. No, L.A., New York, Chicago is a much bigger landmass, beloved. So it's real easy for you to move to your white, entitled, protected, gated neighborhood in L.A., Chicago, New York, and not necessarily be exposed to the bodega what we call here the Kona stuff. So you might not see that. And my comment was, there's crime everywhere, beloved, not just in New Orleans, not just in Louisiana. And if you're not happy, move. If you're not happy, move. Especially after she interjected that she had a criminal justice degree. Girlfriend, take your good criminal justice degree, get you a job, stop trying to be a social media bully, and move. Leave New Orleans alone. We would love to see the transplants move. We would love to see the interlopers move. We would love to see the people who thought they were going to come here and turn this into Savannah, Georgia, who are now somehow worked up because we had a hurricane and didn't have power. And there's still at least 6,000 homes that still do not have power, by the way. We, we would love to see y'all move. Love it. My good best friend has actually been counting the U-Haul trucks leaving Bywater, leaving the Marinus. They hurrying up and get out, getting out of there because they had to go, you know, some days without power. And, yes, not having power is, okay, that's unacceptable. But if you move to Haiti, if you move to New Orleans, if you move to Puerto Rico, you expect weather. We have weather, okay? We have a hurricane season that comes every single year. It starts June 1st. It ends December 1st. Some people say November 30th. 
every year. So we can still have another hurricane this year, easily. We can have some torrential rain, some crazy thunderstorm any time of the year. L.A. has earthquakes. Chicago has below zero weather and, and blizzards. So does New York. And New York now is being affected by climate change. And now they're having weather and hurricanes and flooding like never before. And so when that happens to a major city, yeah, you're going to have crime. Yeah, you're going to have idiots. Yeah, you're going to have events that are happening. Craig Burns says people are talking manically about mental health in the UK. Appear to have no idea. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, And the problem here in America is Black people don't want to talk about mental health. Black people don't want to talk about therapy. They want to talk about Jesus. Uh, I believe Kelly Price's sister was asked just that question. Oh, girlfriend, you're under so much pressure. How are you dealing with this? Are, are you seeing a therapist? She hesitated. And she said, oh, no, I, I, I'm praying. I, I pray. I, I support prayer. I support meditation. But I also support what are you eating? What are you drinking? And when the last time you've seen a doctor? When the last time you've been to a counselor? When, when the last time you've been to a therapist? There's no more harm in seeing a therapist than seeing a voodoo priest. Because y'all, y- y'all let loose on me. All my psychic and psychological and, and, and psychiatry-based information, i got to pull all of that to the front. And some of these consultations, people get emotional, people cry, people get angry, people get in their feelings, people start going back into the past, people's triggers are pushed. Y'all ain't got a problem doing that with me, so why not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist, a counselor? Uh, Craig Burns said they're having shootouts in Manchester. I didn't know that. But I did know that guns were illegal there. That I knew. You can't carry guns and buy guns and own guns in in France and London and and many of those places the way we do here in America. Thank you, Goddess Initiative. Yeah, the white woman, Karen, swore Chicago was safer than New Orleans. Girlfriend, have you ever heard of Chirac ever? (laughs) Has she ever turned on the news? Has she ever turned on the 5 o'clock news in Chicago? I mean, you know, it's crazy. They get in next door. Again, that's, that's their only social outlet. They want to show themselves as somehow superior. Um, and, and, and next door is also guilty of being highly racist. Google it. Racist, prejudicial, biased. They have all these rules in place that they're using um, to sort of control that and, and tone that down in next door, but they're, they're aware there's a problem in next door. I, as a black third gender gay black man, can go into next door and say, it's raining today, and somebody will start an argument. I can go in the next door and say, you know, there's ice and water available here at the Treme Rec Center, and no one will even respond to the post. 
Karen can go into next door and say, you know, my cat disappeared. Have y'all seen it? And get a thousand responses to the post. See, see y'all, y'all think y'all can soft-hide prejudice, racism, bigotry, bias in some of these social media dynamics. So you can't go into next door and use the word Karen. They'll ban you. You can't go into next door and use the word nigga. They'll ban you. But you can go in and, and soft-talk classism, racism, and that's acceptable. So often when the conversation is, oh, there's just so much crime and there's just so much, you know, negativity and just darkness was one of the words they used. There was so much darkness in in New Orleans and Louisiana. They're talking about black people. They're talking about black people. They they ain't talking about the crime rate. They're talking about black people. But, But that's how you mask that BS in social media. Oh, New New Orleans has just become so dark. Girlfriend, what has Chicago become? What has Baltimore become? What has Annapolis, Maryland become? What has Gary, Indiana become? What has Oakland, California become? Don't tell me about crime. I've traveled too much. I was 14 on the streets. I've rode Greyhound from town to town, city to city, state to state in this nation. Don't don't talk to me about crime and safety. I've never felt more safe than in New Orleans. Never, ever. New, Miami, scariest place I ever been. I had to call the police at three o'clock in the morning and ask them to help me to get out of Miami. And they did. <laughs> they came and got me and drove me across that long bridge between Miami and South Beach and let me out on the bridge. But they got me out of Miami. They got me the hell away from Overtown. Some of y'all know what Overtown is. Used to be a Greyhound station right there next to Overtown. Yeah, fitness girl. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what I was doing. And I got off that, yeah, oh, well, I'm going to get off the Greyhound in Overtown because that's Miami. Girlfriend, was that the mistake of my life? This was back in the 90s. Mistake of my life. Big ghetto, Overtown. Big ghetto, drug haven, Overtown, American, Haitian, Cuban, Panamanian, all all in, in, in that part of Miami. It was the scariest place I've ever been. Now, I'm in a mission. I'm staying in a mission, a church mission with, with raw iron gates. They had to lock me in that church until the police came to get me out of there because the addicts wanted my luggage. They wanted my clothes. They wanted my jewelry. They wanted my luggage. And I was young, and I wasn't legally armed then. So I had to call the police. And sure enough, a few hours later, the police came, got me out of there, (laughs) took me across that bridge to South Beach, and let me out. And I have not been back to Miami since. So I'm not the person to talk about, you know, New Orleans somehow being unsafe. One of the safest places I've ever been, ever been. Is there foolishness? It's foolishness everywhere in America, especially in your major cities. Foolishness everywhere in America. 
Uh, 4.1 earthquake. Where was that, Nina? Because I was under the impression you lived in Louisiana. So where where was that earthquake? Yeah, Chicago for her safe, Denise Preston, for her. Listen, when I was in Chicago, I lived on the north side. <laughs> I lived in the Gold Coast. Okay, I, I refused to live any further than the red line and the beach. If it was not between... You know the lake shore, the lakefront, and the and and the red line. I wouldn't go in there. Okay, my last residence was Chicago and State. You know where the YMCA used to be. That was my last residence before I left Chicago for the last time. I was safe there, but but I watched the news. I know if I went 15 blocks down towards the old Cabrini Green that just maybe I wasn't that safe. <laughs> I knew if I got off that red line in some of those uh, north side neighborhoods, you know what I'm talking about, I knew I wasn't going to be all that safe. I knew if I got on the, a red line and went to 95th to visit my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my aunts, uncles, aunts, you know, 122nd in state, you know, 115 in Michigan. Yeah, you might not be that safe, okay? But in the Gold Coast, I never had a problem in Chicago, never was robbed, never was jacked. Nobody ever approached me on the street in downtown Chicago. So, yeah, Chicago was safe for her, for Miss Karen. And so when they get into next door and they start talking about crime and darkness and wickedness and evil, they're talking about black people. They're talking about there's too many black people in New Orleans. So we need to clean that up. That's what they really mean. And so my politicians and, you know, who support that kind of foolishness, yeah, we coming for you. We coming for you. Hands off of Congo Square. Hands off of Treme. Hands off of Armstrong Park. Hands off of the culture, the history, the tradition of this city. Yeah, we we, 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 we already out there. Coming for you is Past tense. We already out there. You know it. You know it. And we're using every tool possible on that ass. You better believe it. Every every root worker and, and practitioner I know in the city is working it. So keep playing the game. Keep playing the game. Show up at my house with your henchmen. Like you did that man in the bar. Show up at my house with your henchmen and do that. Catch me in Congo Square with your henchmen and do that. But I digress. But my locals know who and what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dallas was scary for me. Denise, I went to Dallas after Hurricane Katrina. It was part of the evacuation process. Very scary. Very scary. I lived in North Dallas. Um... I can't remember exactly where right now. First, we lived in this huge apartment complex um, off, uh, I think it's Northwest Highway, and they condemned the whole building, the, the whole complex, and we had to move. Then I moved a little west, but still north, past a lake. I, I'd have to pull up a map in order to... Um, in order to... Um, I would have to pull up a map in order to remember the exact location. 
Um, but yeah, Dallas was a bit scary. I didn't travel a lot in Dallas. I didn't go out a lot in Dallas. And, and let me be clear, I knew that there were areas, you know, perhaps I could go that were more touristy or, you know, but I wasn't interested in that. I, I wasn't interested in that. Yeah, fitness girl went through her worst experience in Dallas. That I, I'm sorry to hear that. That's unfortunate. Harold Shipman was the doctor where Craig Burns lived in the UK, and and their community has never recovered from those trials. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, I'm unfamiliar. And we got about four minutes left in the show, so I'm trying to clear my chat. Los Angeles, California. Oh, okay. So LA just had another earthquake. Yes, girlfriend Nina. That's one of the things that ran me out of LA was the earthquake. Was the earthquakes and reading Octavia Butler's book, The Parable of the Sower, by Octavia Butler. That book begins in California, and, and yeah, that's one of the reasons I got up out of there. Was the earthquakes and the fear of being trapped there when the big one is coming? Thank you kindly. Yeah, I look forward to your communications. Thank you so much, beloved. Uh, the Goddess Initiative was raised up north, and she lives in River North Gold Coast area, Old Cabrini. Okay, she knows exactly where I'm coming from. And she says shoot shootouts in front of her house all the time. And listen, she lives in a nice area. River North Gold Coast area is is a gentrified, uppity, very nice area. And she says they still shooting out in front of her house. And the same thing happened here. They tore down Iberville Project because it's right across from the French Quarter. It's being rebuilt, gentrified, and no sooner than they, you know, got the, the complex up and running again, the old thugs are right back in front of the same corner stores they were in front of before doing business. Now, whether they have a relationship with store owners or not, or politicians in the community or not, I don't know. But somehow they're allowed to do that. And I'm talking about a confined area. I'm talking about an area that's almost a dead end with one way in and one way out. And it's a corner store that sits on Basin Street. And then you go up a block that sits a little further back in the neighborhood. So let locals know who, who and what and where I'm talking about. So it's an open-air drug market. You go out there in the middle of the night. Like the projects never left. Like, like nothing ever changed. So, yeah, we, we got to stop. Uh, assuming that, you know, we can buy safety, we can gate off safety, that, that we, we somehow can move, you know, 100 miles out into the wilderness and not have to deal with safety issues. It's unsafe everywhere. Just as much as it can be safe anywhere, depending on your behavior. Denise Preston, Bachman Lake. Yes, uh-huh, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh, that, that, that was like Four stops on the bus from where I, I ended up moving to. And the complex that I moved into sits down in a hill. I want to say the name of the complex had um, Valley in it. Where is my Google map? Google map, where are you? Uh, yeah, but I don't have time. I'm about to run out of air time. 
But yeah, near Bachman Lake in, in North Dallas. Yeah. And North and Dallas was clean, you know, had vegetation which I liked. You know, had birds and natures and, and bees and, 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 and greenery. But yeah, was oh wow, yeah, Craig Burns, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm unfamiliar with his name. But I'll look that up. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and, and I appreciate you too, by the way, Craig Burns. You're really our main source of information about uh, the UK, London, Britain, and, and what life is really like over there. So I appreciate you because we don't see that on the news here. Yeah, we don't see that here. So, so we appreciate you bringing that kind of information to the show. Listen, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm going to have to move forward. Uh, it is two two o'clock. I have appointments. I have some things I have to handle. Uh, I have to get my hair rewigged again for another roll. So Tasha's on her way, and I have to meet with SOS. So I'm grateful. I will try to be here with you tomorrow at high noon. If not, I'll be here Wednesday at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time. Understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just. Dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo hot and steady. Don't care if Freddy ready. Gonna free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. Fire on the bayou When a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you, can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried, a dash of cayenne. To the roof 
gonna put on my Greek grease Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them balls out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my green, green suit. 